dedication, discipline, passion, sacrifice, rise and rise again. Welcome to Any Given Chance. Boom, and we're live back in the Any Given Chance studio. What a woman. Amy Tobin, born with cerebral palsy, made a choice in her life that this was not how I'm going to live, went and ran a marathon. Now, if you don't get a basic gist of what cerebral palsy is, it's pretty much like cramping in your muscles consistently. And then Amy goes and runs marathons. What a woman. This is her story and what it has led to. She now has a foundation called Now I Can Run, which actually helps get these race runners, which are sprinting assisted runners for kids with cerebral palsy as well. We're gonna be doing a challenge coming up to help raise money so we can continue to buy these race runners for these kids. Amy currently has the record for the 100 meters dash as well with a race runner, and she is looking at getting this into the Olympics for 30-32. That's right, the ones that are coming here. So all these kids now with the race runners should be aiming for the Olympics in that event. If you're not moved by Amy's story, there is something wrong with you, I tell you, because what a woman she is and the work that she is doing within the community is absolutely sensational. So I hope you like the episode. Miss Amy Tobin, welcome any given chance. For all the listeners out there, I'm just going to give you a quick introduction and then we'll go into your story. Crazy girl you are first up. Wow. You have cerebral palsy. You made a decision in the middle of your life and went, I can do more than this and decided to start running marathons. That is insane. Absolutely insane. Completed that. And then someone's tossed up. Well, guess what? I think you'd be good at sprinting and you've, and you've jumped into these race runners, which we'll speak about soon. But, um, and that's looking at being an Olympic sport. So. For all the listeners out there, just can you give a, a little bit of a uh, story about uh, where you grew up? Was it here on the Gold Coast and what high schools you went to and, you know, what you sort of did with your life before you got into mar- running cons? So are you a Gold Coast born and bred girl? Um, I went to Canindra Primary in Burley and I went to Miami High. Yeah, right. So graduated from Miami High, 12 all the way. Yeah. And then yeah. where did you end up after that? I started a Bachelor of Social Work at Griffith Uni, but then moved to Southern Cross in 2018. All right. And you're straight out of high school, straight into the working zone. Yeah. I worked for a few marketing companies. Um, you know, was pretty driven by money at that age, aren't we all? Um, and just, yeah, decided... To actually take a holiday and go over to Singapore with one of my best mates. And, um, you know, a holiday is supposed to be a bit of fun. And actually on the way home, the airline left both my wheelchairs uh, at the airport on the other side of the world. Wow. What do you mean they left them there? Like just didn't load them up, decided, oh, they won't fit and forgot to tell you? Yeah, they just said, oh. We can't cater for people like you, um, so we can't take them. But I didn't know that they weren't taking them until I'd actually landed back on the Gold Coast. Wow. So did you enjoy Singapore? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Did you get around most of the country? 
Yeah, fantastic. So you've had this amazing holiday. You've got on the plane, you've got home, and you've got off the plane and they've gone, oh, yeah, by the way, we don't have your wheelchairs. Yeah, which is a bit of a, bit of a shock um, oh. being someone who is pretty much relies on a wheelchair for everything. They yeah. do in a day, so it was a bit crazy. And, um, yeah, I guess it taught me crazy amounts of resilience, you know. Mm. And I guess it opened my eyes how much, like, I rely on assistive technology to do things. Well, back then I did anyway. Yeah. Um, so that happened in 2018. Yeah. So they've left it. You've got a lift and you don't have your wheelchairs. What's the process from there? What's the thinking? How are you, well, how are you getting about? That, how are you surviving? Well, they hired me a wheelchair which wasn't suitable, which then coincidentally resulted in surgery because I didn't have um, my wheelchairs. Yes. And, um, yeah, I was basically told, Pretty much, probably never gonna walk again. So, because you need a, a special one to suit and fit your body and, and yeah, the structure yeah. of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They basically just popped yeah. you in whatever one they could find after that, was it? Yeah, yeah, just some oh. basic thing. Yeah. Which has then caused your body to get out of line. Then you had to have surgery, was it? Yeah, yeah. So I, I had to have surgery because of you know the wasting of my muscles because they weren't obviously correctly supported so I um had to have further tendon lengthening surgery so um yeah I had that so the wheelchairs were left in March and I had surgery in May um and they basically said yeah probably never gonna walk again and you know that was pretty hard to swallow then I decided, fuck it, I'm going to go do a marathon. <laughs> so was that in hospital? Was that after the surgery? They've, they've told you you're that, not going to walk. walk that away. was, um, so I, like after I had the surgery, I started like crazy intense rehab with my physio to get back into it. And, um, yeah, I said to him, I was like, oh, I just seen an advertisement for Bridge to Brisbane. And I was like, oh, I'm going to give that a go. And he's like, in what? <laughs> what are you going to do? And, yeah, that was 5Ks. And I was like, oh, I reckon I can walk that. That's not that far. Um, well, it's pretty far when you don't really walk in a day, to be honest. Yes. Um, yeah, so I did some pretty intense training. And then, um, yeah, it went from 5Ks to 10Ks to 21Ks to a marathon so what was your turning point? Months. Do you think it was when the doctor said, you know I what, think, you'll, you'll probably never walk again? Did something switch in your mind like, you know what? Yeah, I think because they told me no, like, and I'm, I'm pretty defiant. Like, you tell me no and I'll be like, yes, let's go do it. Yeah, okay. So, that's, and, so, so those uh, words were probably the words that you needed to hear at the time, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Like, it changed my whole life path, I think, like. You know, it changed my whole perspective of disabilities. It was like, you know, you live a very, well, up until that point, I lived a very secluded life. Like I was, you know, had my small social friendship group, uh, but wasn't really prepared to go outside of that. And, um, yeah, when I started, you know, the community fun runs and things like that, people started to get 
to know who I was and, mm. you know, my not only my physical capacity grew but my social capacity grew as well as a person. Yeah, so everything came about as of it. So you've seen the bridge to Brisbane. You've gone, okay, I'm going to do five kilometres. Yeah. You cleaned up that. You said, I'm going to do 10 Then I'm going to do 21. What happened when you looked at your physio and your team and said, you know what, I'm going to do a marathon? <laughs> Did they look at you crazy? Well, the doctor or? laughed. Yeah, yeah. The doctor laughed. He goes, for a start, you don't have a running um, a running physique um, and you're, you're actually pretty short or 130 centimetres off you, <laughs> you know. So, um, you know, I've. You really don't have a bill for the things I try and do, but that was the whole point in it. It was like, okay, you told me no, so I'm, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I was like, oh, it's not that far. But then, like, one day it kind of scared the crap out of me because we drove from, like, Burley to Coomera, and that's, like, 40Ks, and it was like, wow, I have to, like, push that. Oh, I have to get through that bar. That's insane. So um, when you do these marathons, when you do these runs, you've got these, uh, is it a race runner? That's the terminology? Oh, well, I first, the first couple I did in my walker and then I did some in a race wheelchair. But, um, like, my arms have always been stronger than my legs. Yes. So when I found race running in 2019, um, I haven't really looked back. Like, I haven't done much else. So when you did the when marathons, say- these are completely two different things. So your walker is like a legit four-wheel, hold on to the side, yeah. balance yourself, and you're walking the whole way. Where these race runners have a, a sort of like a trike system, don't they? They have the two wheels at the front yeah. and the one so at the back. Yeah, so it's basically a trike without pedals. Wow. Yeah, completely different. So it's a three-wheel frame. So that a makes – Three-wheel frame with a – yeah, that makes the uh, marathons even more crazy because you would have been, like you said, strong in the arms, supporting yourself and legitimately walking. The, there's no way to take your weight other than through your arms if you needed a, a break on your legs or anything like that over the 42 kilometres, yeah, was there? Yeah. What we might do, just for the listeners out there uh, who don't know what cerebral palsy is, um, can you just give them a little insight onto what actually goes on in your body? So you are born with it as well. And how does this affect you? Yeah, so I was born with spastic quadriplegic cerebral palsy. Uh, so my muscles are extremely tight and I also have dystonia, which means I have uh, abnormal movements when I move. So things look very effortful and uh, wouldn't be the way a typical person would move to do things. So mm-hmm. for like example, you know, you go to the gym um, and do a workout my body feels like that 24 hours a day, every day of the week. Wow. So it's just like that intense, you know, muscles are tightening and grabbing the whole time. Yeah. And then you decided to run a marathon. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> crazy. Absolutely crazy. So you, living with that now, um, how, how do you structure your training around that? Do you need rest days immediately after you've done something big, done a training day? Like does training help or does it fatigue you more? Uh, Training for me, like I train every day. Um, I have a rotational training program. So I train six days a week, two to three hours a day. It rotates between gym, pool, physio and track. 
So basically, it's it's split up into about an hour of each thing, yeah. depending on the day of the week. Um, but I have to train every day because that rigidity of movement is triggered by lack of movement as well. So if I don't move, oh. it can be even stiffer. So training for you is a massive plus. So getting out there, it's not going to fatigue your muscles anymore. It's going to help them stretch and help them move. Is that correct? Yeah. No, that's nice. Yeah. And I love so, the three, you know, six, five. Yes. I love the, I train every day. That's uh, inspirational. Part of the no days off crew. I love it. That's so it. from there, from marathons, like I said, we've spoke about these race runners. We've spoke about the setup of them. They're like a trike, two big wheels at the front, one at the back with no pedals. And you basically are able to support your weight at the front and run with your legs sprinting between. But who suggested that you get into sprinting? Like, how did you transform from doing these distance runnings into these track work Well, ones? my physio and exercise physiologists are like, you love to do everything quick. You don't like wasting time. So why are you doing like a marathon? That takes hours, whereas this can take seconds. So they suggested I, I try race running. And at first I was like, what the hell is this? I'm like... I didn't know what to think, to be honest, but until I got used to it, um, it was really hard to, I guess, yeah, overcome that difference because I was so used to doing stuff for a long period of time as opposed to, you know, short, sharp things. Yeah, right. At first, I thought it was a bit weird, different concept because, like, obviously my thoughts were, I can't walk. How am I actually going to run? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they 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 obviously had a different view, and uh, don't I thank them for yeah. that now? Well, not only do you thank them for it, you've got you've got a record at the moment, don't you? For the is it for the hundred meter? Yeah, the hundred meters. I am the Australian record Congratulations. holder for the uh, RL one classification. So the most prof- profoundly impaired class yes. in racing. And because of all this, now this has only just come about as well. These race runners and sprinting. It's looking at being in the Olympics here in Brisbane in 2032, which is 11 years away. Yeah. Now, this could all come about because of you as well. So what you've done from now, what, after getting in there and setting records and that, you've set up a foundation. Now, this foundation has brought tremendous amounts of joy to kids with cerebral palsy all around Australia. It has given them purpose and shown them that they too can compete. They can compete in sprinting and they can compete what might be their dream. If they're 10 years old now, 11 years, 21, they could be competing in the Olympics in 2032. Yeah. So what's actually, yeah. what's your name of your foundation and what do you actually do with it? So our foundation is called Now I Can Run. Um, we do coaching sessions for children with uh, multiple different physical disabilities uh, to partake in race running. We we help fund the cost of race runners for people who, who can't get one government funded. We also hire them out so people can try them for a long period of time before they do commit to buying their own because they are very expensive. What, what do they go there. for? Between six to two. About six to ten thousand wow. dollars, and is that boy. because they have to be uh, modified for a specific size? Yeah, so the, the race runner comes in six sizes, so you, you can start from about the ages of two and a half to 
you know, full yeah. grown adult. And yeah, they're not custom made, but the adaptions okay. are custom to yeah. the person. And um, you're saying in your foundation, you hire them out. So this is what the foundation does. It raises funds. You purchase the race runners. And because there are families out there who don't have six to $10,000, do they apply with you to borrow them or hire them for a certain period of time? Yeah, they can hire them through us to for a like very low yeah. cost fee, and that basically allows us to just continue purchasing more because we don't obviously get a lot of our government funding ourselves. Like we're only a small organization, but um, we have over a hundred members across Amazing. Australia, so we're pretty big. And what are these? Uh, what's the profound effects that you see? these kids because I've seen some of your videos and some of your coaching and some of your training and the smiles that come out of these training sessions, uh, they could light up a dark day. You know what I mean? It's really giving purpose back to these kids who thought that this was not possible before race runners. Is that correct to say? Yeah. So, you know, it gives them the opportunity and the chance and the freedom to run. Like for a lot of these kids, you know, they've never been out of participate in their school sports day but they can now mm. do that because you know they have the physical capacity and the tools to do that and um you know be able to socialize with their friends yes. on the same level and not just be left yeah. on the sideline. how good's that as well and there is nothing better than running you know that free when for someone who can't run it you know to be able to give them a tool like you said and say ready set go and power down that lane as fast as you can and cross that finish line, it's something that's, yeah, I think every child, you know, should 100% have an opportunity to be able to do. So you've also got a camp coming up on the 28th to the 30th, is it? And yeah, what's this September. for? So our camp is our first ever race running camp. So it's a three-day intensive skills workshop. Um, for over 20 kids across Australia to uh, help them, you know, get better at race running, build social friendships and, yeah, just have fun and hopefully prep some of them for the Olympics plant in that seed. You, Like if you can plant that mm. seed now and get them interested, 10 years' worth of training, they'll be top-line athlete hitting 2032. That. Under Coach Amy, what about yourself? Are you aiming for the Olympics? What do you reckon? Uh, yeah, I think I'll be a bit old for Brizzy and a bit broken by them, but uh, let's see how 2024 goes, hey? That's only three years away, though. Better get yes. <laughs> you better. So how has your training been going with COVID? I mean, you are on the Gold Coast here and you've got a great team behind you. So do you have uh, scheduled races or any races coming up? Um, yeah, I do. I'm off to Townsville right before the camp, actually, the yep. weekend before the camp. Um, I'm competing in the North Queensland State Championship, um, on the 25th okay, of cool. September. And then you're back down here setting up for the camp. So there is one last yeah. other thing that I want to touch base on, and that is we need to raise funds. So look, anyone and any listeners jumping on here, I urge you so much to, to jump on and have a look at Amy's foundation, Now I Can Run. Apart from this podcast, it's um, volunteers for the day, for the camp day. I'm going to come down and volunteer as well. But also we need you to jump online and we need you to go just in the link in the comments below 
And if you've got any sort of donation that you can make, I know there's a lot of people out there doing it hard with the lockdowns and the shutdowns and whatnot. Um, but it is a great cause and it's going to, you know, this thing is only your foundation. That's only going to grow and spread, especially with how much energy and what you're putting into it now. So if everyone can just jump down there and just give what they can, um, we can edge closer to getting another one of these race runners for these families to get these kids involved and aiming for these Olympics. So Miss Amy Tobin, your schedule coming up, you've got the race running. Are you planning on doing any more marathons or anything like that? Or are you going to stick to sprinting? Um, well, I'm doing the Sunshine Coast 10K on the 10th, yep. 10th of October. So we'll give that a go. And um, I've done that every okay. year since I started. Routine. So but I haven't ran a 10K for every Ooh, year. So that'll watch be out. We'll give it a go, you know, anything to uh, help these kids get their own bike and have the well, That's right. I think me and you'll well. team up and do a challenge. What do you We'll do like a... A relay challenge. You can do a kilometre. I'll do a kilometre. We'll tag team in and see how many we can get done and race away. But um, look, you can check out Amy on her social medias, which is I am Amy. That's on Instagram. Her yeah. foundation is Now I Can Run, and that's found on all platforms, is it? Or is it Facebook? Facebook, Facebook and the moment, You can look yeah. them up on the net. That You've got your own website and everything as well. Yeah, so Now I Can yeah. Run website. Amy Tobin, I am Amy. Well, Ms. Tobin, thank you very much for coming on Any Given Chance. I'm looking forward to this camp with you. I can't wait to see the smile on these kids' faces and everything, and I can't wait to get this race runner and present it to Maddie as well. So thank you very much. Yeah, no worries. Thank you so much for your help. And All right, we'll, we'll see you soon. soon. There it is, wrapping it up. Any Given Chance, people. Woo! Wow, that was the Any Given Chance podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Now, if you want to see some more action, head over to our socials and give us a like, share, subscribe. We're on YouTube at the Any Given Chance podcast and on Instagram and TikTok at Any Given Chance. And if you can hit share and subscribe, much appreciated as we grow. Plus, we're always looking for new guests. So if you know someone in the midst of a battling, good little bit of adversity, or someone who's been successful, message us direct. We always check out your inbox. And of course, if you want to check out old episodes, repurposed ones, you can jump over to our website, which is anygivenchancepodcast.org. Thanks for joining us once again. I'm your host, 3AM365, Maddie Menion. No days off, no excuses, and I can't wait to catch you on the next one.